0: Hello and welcome to Magic Mics, where we've known each other since we were stealing playboys from the bus station. This is episode 10, Stop Loss, from 2008. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And rub some Vaseline on your cat. It's time for Magic Mics. Oh, okay. Sure. That seems...
1: Sanitary? I, I just think it would be a mess. It would be real I gross. watch a show, King of the Road, and uh, one of the challenges this um, time, it's like a skateboarding show that's kind of jackass, but there's like challenges... A lot of them are tricks. Some of them aren't. One of the challenges was put a whole tub of Vaseline in your hair. Ew. Yeah. And we were just like, how? And how do you get that out? Like it has to be in there forever, right? Like
0: you get out very slowly.
1: N- no, I mean like just like wa- like okay, never mind. Yeah, but
0: no, no, no. I mean like like over
1: time, like it yeah, doesn't come no, out. Yeah, like yeah. it's yeah, it's not like you like scrub slowly. It's like no, that's gonna take like three weeks to get out. Just like
0: no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna it will probably actually be quicker to absorb through your scalp <laughs> into your brain.
1: You're gonna have a very
0: Than to actually just fall off. A
1: very very tender moist scalp.
0: Well, here we are, episode ten. Stop loss. Joining us a little bit later will be Aislinn Addington of the Contenders podcast. You might have heard her voice. Yeah. If you listen to all of our podcasts, which please we implore you, you might have heard her on lap two episode one of Too Fast Too Forever. She and her brother Tobin joined us for The Fast and the Furious. Mm -hmm. Uh, She also has her own podcast here on the podcast, uh, the Club Podcast Network, The Contenders. A look at strong women in film, both in front of and behind the camera. But we'll be talking about a movie in which maybe... Oh, I guess there's, there's a leading woman, but it's very firmly about dudes, this movie. So I think we'll yeah, probably have a lot of say, man. hot takes. I hope yes. so, yeah. She texted me, I didn't tell you this, but she texted me, she's like, I'm ten minutes in, I already hate this movie for Island reasons. Oh. Then she calls herself a hasty bee, and said that she was going to give the rest of the movie a shot before she passed any real judgment.
1: I was going to ask if she, if she chose this. We'll, we'll get into it when we talk to her, never mind.
0: We have an email address here. Last episode, we we talked about how we changed the script. We're going to do the mailbag here at the top. We have an email address, magicmikes.cageclub.me. We do not have any email today. Oh. We're recording this a little bit earlier than we normally would, about a week earlier. So there's a chance something comes in over the next week. But email us, you know, pictures of strippers, pictures of Channing Tatum, facts about Channing Tatum, whatever you want to do. Dewan, email. Anything you yeah, want. Yeah, magicmikes.cageclub.me. Let us know what you think. Just say hi. We love hearing from you. You know, Mailbag is my favorite part of the show. So if you want to write in, say hi, we would He'll really read anything
1: it. on the teleprompter. Send in anything.
0: This is our 10th episode, as yes. I was saying. We've got two other things we're going to do before we take a break. Bring eyes on on. We're going to do, number one, a little bit of Tatum Tots. And number two, because this is episode 10, because we've now watched 10 movies for this podcast yes. only nine of which Channing was in yes we're going to rank the 10 which I think we should do every 10 episodes or so That's fair. do you want to do a t- I have one and a half Tatum tots or uh we could do rankings what do you want to do first show
1: I would like to do some Tatum tots first but I, I, I'm gonna start it off with the sad one
0: it's my only I think it's my only real main Tatum tot
1: so apparently Channing Tatum lost his best friend recently within like the past couple days yeah. And um, he wrote, like, a really sad message on Instagram about it. Thankfully, though, we have learned that Jenna Dewan was there comforting him about yes. it. Chalk one up for the good guys. She's there helping out. And, I mean, I'm sure it's very hard to lose your best friend. I've never lost a best friend. Right. I can't imagine Me how either. he feels right now. So, I hope Channing's doing okay. And glad Jenna was there to beat like a rock. Like, I mean, they seem like they're friendly again. So, hopefully he wasn't, like, thirst trapping her while she was there. But... I hope not because
0: he's probably distraught. Yeah, thoughts and prayers—actual thoughts and prayers, not just political <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah, to Channing Tatum in this time of need. True. That was my only real Tatum top. Tat. My other half of Tatum top tat was that I actually watched the Smallfoot trailer in theaters oh. just because I was you were like, there. oh. Yeah. I want to see who Channing is playing, and he plays a Yeti, and that's you know he, I don't really remember the main much about it. I think
1: I think the Yeti's like so, the main yeah. guy, so hopefully we get to see a lot, hear a lot of Channing.
0: It's going to be exciting because coming up we have Channing goes voice acting more so than a lot of other people we've done. Really? Cage has done a handful of movies. Channing is also Lego Superman, which oh, is going to be super right, exciting. That's
1: right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: That might be it. I don't know if there actually is more than that, but you know, at least those two. Uh, it's going to be worth checking out. Yeah. I mean, you know we're going to do it, so. Yeah. Join us for the ride. Okay. So we're going to do our ranking of the first 10 Channing Tatum films spanning from, ooh, want to say 2005 to 2008. He worked a lot. I mean, not all of these were big roles, big parts. Definitely not. Definitely always a big actor, though, in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls. Yes. But 10 movies. Let's go from the bottom up. Number 10. This is the only one that I know we have for sure the same this was our only rule, war of the world's number ten. He was not in automatically qualifies number ten Yeah.
1: I mean that's pretty obvious. It made it made my rankings list easy. We were talking about it today. I have one spot down, you know, like I was like thinking about yep. it in my head and I was like, Oh, easily the worst one. War of the Worlds, he's not in it. So Yes. That's where I started my list too.
0: What is your number nine? My number Well actually hold on, before we before we go further, how are you ranking yours? Because my list doesn't really make sense. Like I can't even describe how I'm doing it. I'm gonna try. But how are you rank are you ranking by overall enjoyment, channing enjoyment, how good you think the movie is? Like what what's your actual System for these right, it's just
1: combo of everything. It was just like the feels, the feel like I just went instant feels. Where would I put this movie? It's a combo of if Channing's in it, if I like the movie, if I like him, his character in it, you know how much he's in it, everything. So. It was just a general, okay. this is how I'd rank these 10 movies.
0: Okay, I would say that mine is probably a little bit more... If he's in it a lot, it's more how I like the movie. If he's not in it a ton, it's more how I like his character, sort okay. of. It's it's like It doesn't quite make sense, and I'm not sure if that even really defines my list, but your number 9 film of the 10 we've watched so far is... We might
1: have tied here. Battle in Seattle.
0: Yep, exactly. Battle in
1: Seattle, because it is softcore protest porn... And yeah. I just wasn't into it, so...
0: Fun episode, crossover oh, episode fun. with resident historian Mike Manzi, yeah. but... Not a good movie. Kind of a bummer, just he's not in it a ton, it's... Charlize sorta... is
1: bad, not great in it, Woody Harrelson's not great in it, the movie's kind of dumb, the, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that was my whole thought process.
0: You know what I just found out today while I was waiting to pick up dinner? What? The guy who made that movie, we were talk, Mike boyfriend. and I were telling you about this guy Stuart yeah. Townsend... Her former boyfriend directed the movie. He and I share a birthday, which I don't know if I knew. And now I feel uh, sort of sad about.
1: Well, don't try to make any movies like his, please.
0: Number eight. What was your number eight film? This is where I already know mine is going to be way higher on your list. What's your number eight film?
1: So when I made my list today, I was like, okay, cool. I was making my list and I was watching Stop Loss while I was uh, doing it. And when I ranked them, I left a blank space for Stop Loss. And it was number eight. And I was like, I'll readjust if I have to. But nope. Stop loss was number eight for me.
0: Okay. I have stop loss at six. Uh, don't want to spoil too much yeah, of what we think about it, but you Go know ahead. what do you got for eight? Not great. My number eight, I apologize in advance to you, super cross. No.
1: No way. Okay. Yeah, fair. Yeah, our list is going to Because he's not here. in it a
0: ton. It's not it's my incredible. kind of movie. It's a great movie. I understand that. Okay. And that's why I already said, you know, I said to you when we were ranking these lists, you know, offline, this list and our boyfriend material list are going to be wildly different because that one's going to be super low on my list and La La Land is going to be super high yeah. on my other list. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. I have number eight, Supercross. You have number eight, this movie, yes. Stop Loss. Number seven, we might tie here, too.
1: Oh, She's the Man.
0: Oh, wow. Wow, really?
1: Yeah. What'd you pick? Havoc. Oh, okay. Interesting. No, I pick She's the Man. I really like Channing in it, but I think that the other half of my list is is just better.
0: Okay, that's yeah. fine. Number six, I said I have stop loss. What do you have at number six?
1: Coach Carter. Okay. I like him dancing with the little girl. I think that puts it a sure. little bit up, but not super great. So.
0: And he also freestyles in that movie. That's the one he freestyles in, which, yeah. you know, that says something about things. Number five, I have Step Up to the Streets.
1: Whoa! Okay, number five for me. I have Havoc. Okay. So I was like, oh, I like him a little bit better than Havoc. Joseph Gordon Love it too. Kind of like this. I like that they doubled yeah. down in their their co acting. Yeah, I liked Havoc though. I thought it was pretty fun. It was like a a darker Malibu's Most Wanted. So
0: I have step up two here because he's great in it. In his like, but he's only on it for five or eight minutes. You know what I mean? Like he's not yeah. in it a ton. I get it. I like the movie, but in terms of a Channing Tatum list. I can't really have it too high. Okay. Number four, I have Coach Carter.
1: I have Step Up One for number okay. four. Because I like him and Jenna, but, I mean, overall the movie, it's great, but it's not, like, that good.
0: I have Step Up Number One at number three, so okay. my next one up, Step Up, it's just because that was really one of his, if not his first, leading, leading role, and, you know, it's a very special episode for us. Yeah. Or it might have just been the first one that we did with him in the leading role, because we did it out of order, Yeah. But. You know, a very special episode. Not as good as we wanted it to be, but I still liked it.
1: Yeah. My number three is Supercross, because I okay. fucking love Supercross. So uh, I had to put it way up there. I know he's not in it a ton, but his character's great. I love the movie, everything about it. it kind of feels like you were ranking these based on, like, how our episode was for you.
0: Not really. It has something to do with the episode, actually.
1: No, but I mean, like, you were like, oh, it was a good episode, or, like, this was our fir- This was a-, a pivotal chanting to us in some way.
0: Well, yeah, I think as a movie, yeah, absolutely, yes. And
1: I was going, like, just how much I like the movies. So that's why our list sure. are a little different. Go ahead.
0: Number two, you have way low on your list. Number two for me, she's the Chan.
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I liked it.
0: It's not a movie that I'll ever watch again, but I think in terms of what he does and think in terms of the other movies he's we've watched, I think it's more fun.
1: Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I liked it too.
0: Now the question is, will your number two be my number one or will your number two be Step Up 2?
1: My number two is Step Up 2. Okay. I know he's not in it a ton, but I think that that's like probably the greatest Channing moment we've seen so far. I would agree with that. So it would just like it just skyrocketed like that. And plus we've had a lot of fun. Um, You know, everybody doesn't know, but... We've been talking to Liam a lot about the Step Up movies since we recorded with him on the last yep. one, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we've been talking to him about it, and he's been getting us amped for three and four and five Step Ups, so that that played a little bit into mine, just because I was
0: still hype on Step Up 2. Absolutely. And then Tied. our number one movie, we both agree. Absolutely. The, I think... The only good movie that we've seen so far. It was just a great movie. A Guide to Recognize Your Saints, Ragazzi. Yeah, mine just says Ragazzi. That's
1: my, that's just number one. That movie was, it's an excellent movie. Channing's excellent in it. Shy is great in it. Just everything about it. It was a super sleeper pick. I didn't, you obviously know if you listen to this, that I had no idea what the movie was about going into it. And it just totally shook me. It was probably one of the best movies I've seen so far this year. So there we go. Yeah.
0: So going from one to ten, just real quick. Guide to Recognize Your Saints. She's the man. Step up. Coach Carter, Step Up 2, The Streets, Stop Loss, Havoc, Supercross, Battle in Seattle, War of the Worlds. For me, so. a
1: guy to recognize your Saints, Step Up 2, Supercross, Step Up 1, Havoc, Coach Carter, She's the Chan, uh, Stop Loss, Battle in Seattle,
0: and War of the Worlds. There we go. I'm glad we tied up so on Number top one, and number nine and ten, the same.
1: That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I'm glad that our, our, our top and bottoms were the same. So, we, we like, you know, you can mix up the middle, but... We definitely had some agreement there.
0: He's in close to 40 movies, and I can tell you that 9 of these 10 are going to continue to slide down. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping they continue to slide down. God Direct chance will not be probably in my top 10, maybe, maybe, uh, depends on what he's done, but it is very clear, like, if, if we were ranking these on, like, a vertical scale, you know what I mean, where you, like, rank with, the like, space in between or whatever, uh, it would be way above the rest, which I think is probably also true for you. Yeah. I think but I think
1: that a guy to recognize you know Saints, Saints will stay up there for me because I really like yeah. it.
0: Well we will take a quick break and bring in Aislinn. Uh She will be here to talk about stop loss, a movie that we all have lots of thoughts about, and we will play some games and we will do some other stuff and we'll be it'll be a lot of fun. so just stay tuned, hear a little jingle. We'll be right back. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to episode 10 of Magic Mike's Stop Loss. Tuck your t-shirt into your underwear. It's time for Magic
0: Mike's. Ooh. Do you like that one? Sure. I thought about it on the mm-hmm. way home. So, Aislinn, welcome to the show. Aislinn Addington of the Contenders Podcast. We intro her before the break, but Aislinn, welcome to our show.
1: Thank you
2: so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: So here's a little bit of background. So, Joe does these little intros. I don't know if you've heard other episodes. Hopefully not. Because I don't think anybody actually listens to this one. Like I know people no listen one. to our other shows. Uh, Channing is not getting a lot of love in terms of listening. Except oh, from us. So sorry. Except from us. Okay. We really should have. I mean, we maybe should have gone to Pennsylvania when he was signing those vodka bottles and just like let people know. It could have been In the, the biggest podcast on the network. <laughs> it could have been.
2: Does he have a vodka?
1: Yes. Born
2: and he bred. Has a oh, born is. and
0: bred vodka. B R E D. <gasps> Idaho potatoes.
2: Oh my goodness! Because I am a vodka fan and I'm a Channing fan, so. How did I miss this? I don't
0: entrepreneurial know. Entrepreneurial adventure. I don't know. We found news a couple months ago that he was going to be signing vodka bottles in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, and so Joe and I were like,
1: Hummelstown, Pennsylvania.
0: We're gonna go there. It could be five people there. It could be a thousand people there. We had no. We have no, concept no
1: idea of like what what the turnout would be because it was like a Wednesday afternoon. It was a Wednesday at
0: six p.m. or something.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: It's not in New York City. Like even if you know you don't care about. Vodka. You don't care about Shannon Tatum. You might still go if you're in New York City, just because like it's a thing to do or whatever. It's an event. Yeah, sure. But this is in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. We're like, oh, we're not going to. We're we're going to be fine. And so Joe and his wife drive the two and a half hours down from his house to my house.
1: Yeah, and I even like came early too. Remember? Yes. I was like, Joey was like, okay, like let's get there by four, so arrive here by two and i was like oh get there by 2 so i left at like 10 to get there by noon so i'm like already 2 hours early we're like cool we can just cruise this we got plenty Commitment. of time yeah yeah but i mean like you know i was it was going to take the day anyways i was like okay let's just get on the road and he was like oh i didn't realize you were coming this early i was like oh i fucked up the times but we're going to have plenty of time it'll be super easy
0: and so i was like let me just find out I'm like, where is where, it? What the address is. Yeah. Right. So I Google Channing Tatum Vodka, and the first thing that comes up is a news story that says, fans camp out overnight <gasps> to meet Channing Tatum. And we were yeah. like,
2: uh-oh.
1: Also, it's pouring that day. torrential right. downpour in, in yes. Hummelstown. Like, monsoon rains in the middle of Pennsylvania. And they just show, like, these pictures of the line with, like, golf umbrellas. And, like, all of these, like, women that look like your aunt, just, like, all lined up. <laughs>
0: Joe's wife, Rachel, is looking on Twitter and four minutes earlier, the shop that was selling the vodka Mm -hmm. tweeted, we are sold out of his vodka. (laughs) And the only rule of the thing was that you had to buy a bottle of vodka there, keep the receipt, and he would sign that. So no other signings. You couldn't bring the vodka from anywhere else. So we're like, oh, guess we're not going. Right. Uh, but you know, Ra- Joe and his wife Rachel drove down, so we went out and had lunch, and then they just turned around and went back. Yeah. So it wasn't a bad kind day of a bust. Nice. But we should have gone out there, passed out the stickers, gotten people real excited for Stop Loss.
2: Yeah, yeah, that cool. would have been another way to go.
1: We have tons of Channing Tatum <laughs> stickers, so we'll send you a bunch of Magic Mike logo stickers Please. if you want.
2: I would yep. love some, please do. The mm-hmm. only reason I'm not wearing my Cage Club T-shirt right now is because it is in
0: the wash. Well, you, you were wearing get a few it. More. Oh, you were wearing it when during when you recorded maybe the Spy episode or something, some episode that I heard you on recently. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned that you were wearing it, and it made me happy.
2: I often wear it whilst podcasting.
0: I I, I like it it's because it's us, but I also like it because it's like legitimately the most comfortable T-shirt it's that I have. Super comfortable. It is like very it.
2: soft. It is very soft. Um, I'm right now. I'm rocking a Double R Diner
0: from Ooh. Twin Peaks. Very nice. I wore a Twin Peaks shirt on Monday. Today I'm wearing, a, again, sort of podcast related, a gringo shirt from a Charlie Sterren movie that I have not seen yet that I got for free from Regal Cinemas. So Interesting. it's not uncomfortable, but it's not super comfortable, but it was free and it's Charlies. So there we go. Good. Anyway, we are here to talk about Stop Loss, a movie in which Channing Tatum has an important role but a small role kind of it feels like he's the kind of character that could be the star of a movie i also thought he was gonna get stop lost too but no no they went in a different direction Re enlisted yes
1: was this based on a true story by any chance
0: so the the director who also wrote it is this woman kimberly pierce okay ding (laughs) she her younger brother enlisted in the military after 9-11. Okay. And so while he was overseas, she would IM him every day and he would tell her about what was going on, about how his, you know, squad mates talked and act and whatever. And so I think she just sort of internalized it all and wrote this. So I don't think it's actually based on specific people. Okay. But it's based on, you know, experiences of like a family member, a loved one overseas.
1: Yeah, I get it. I didn't know if they were like direct people because um, as I was watching it, I was talking to Joey and I was saying these like, these handy cam shots in the oh beginning, God. I couldn't because they were like so shaky and blurry. I couldn't make out if they were actors or different people. So I was wondering if they were like real handy cam shots oh, from a gotcha. specific, from like that troop. Like they were kind of doing like a Band of yeah. Brothers type thing or something weird like that, where it was like this is the troop, this is them in the acting, but. No, I started to realize that <laughs> no. Joseph Gordon Levitt's in them.
0: So I exactly.
2: Like, well. Yeah. Once you see Joey, it's uh... oh hey Joey. Sorry. How many how many Joes can be in one? place?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is also not the first movie that Channing has done with Joseph Gordon Levitt. This is the no. second one, and yes. he will be back. They'll be together, I think, really? in Don John. Yes.
2: Oh damn. Well, and there was what came to my mind and almost inspired a game, but but did not. Was it was rumored for a while because they have such a good time. That they were gonna remake Guys and Dolls Ooh, together. Interesting. Oh, I love a musical.
0: They are both song and dance men. They are they song are. and dance men. Yep.
2: And like, I would camp out. I wouldn't. I'm old. I don't do that anymore. But um, for vodka, in my in heart,
1: Pennsylvania.
2: I would camp out for <laughs> for uh, uh, those two guys and dolls. So yeah, they yeah they uh they do seem to enjoy each other's company, yeah, and have more in common than maybe we.
1: I can't see them having shit in common, to be honest. You know what I mean? So
2: singing and dancing.
1: No, but like Channing's like such a like a country boy bro, yeah. In real life, maybe Joseph Gordon Levitt. It would is like a country me. mouse and a city
0: mouse kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, could be, could be. I don't
0: know. They're buds in this movie, though. I know that.
2: Yeah, they are. Well, so I don't know if I may have liked that opening sequence better if it was real. It would have made me nervous in a different way. Yeah. But I also was trying to figure out who did I recognize and who did I not. I knew who the leads would be, but sometimes when you watch something that's 10 years old like that, there are people that I would know now that I didn't know then. So I was kind of looking around, but as, as I did not recognize people, I wrote down, so I assume any character who I don't recognize is about to die. <laughs>
0: It's so not and a bad assumption. You're not wrong, really. Yeah. Joe messaged me about 20 minutes into the movie which was just like, please tell me, or maybe not even that far in, please tell me this whole movie is not them in the city. And I said, no. I was actually sort of surprised that they don't go back Same. at all in but, the movie. But... Like, they go back, like the, the movie ends, spoiler, with them going back to war, the people who survive, but we never see them again at war. And I guess that's kind of maybe the point, that they are still living with this, even though they're not there. But I hmm. would have liked the Hurt Locker. I think they uh, that's exactly go what and I was come thinking, back dude. and go and come back, and that movie even yep. ends the same way. Like you know, Jeremy Renner is lost at home, and he doesn't feel like even with his wife there, Angelina Lily Like right. he doesn't feel like he belongs anywhere but at war, and that's sort that's of the same really thing mean. here. Uh, I was just sort of surprised we only saw like the, the ten or fifteen minutes over in Iraq.
2: I'm glad you bring that up because that was something, so I'm good buddies with, I don't, I haven't said it on one of your podcasts, I've said it on Contenders, with the uh, guy across the hall who runs the Veterans Resource Center at cool. my university. Very cool. Yeah, it is really cool and it's awesome that um, the veterans and the women are friends on this campus. Yes. Yeah. We, we force them to be no we don't we all love each other but uh not always would not always be as collaborative as we are but so we were talking about because I said I was watching this movie and he, he hated this movie just because it gave him a lot of anxiety oh because some of those issues are so real and, and like oh you know, like you said with Hurt Locker depicting it you know um his his example I'm using his his words here is boot camp is however long right they give you weeks months to learn how to be in the military yep and you get like a two-hour exit interview to learn how to be back in the world uh, and it's oh, just we, wow, we okay. just don't take care of folks who have who have come back and and he said even if he's he's having a hard time he wants to talk about something even if he is talking to another marine it might not work because they might have very different experiences. Even if they're talking, he's talking to another Marine who was deployed at the same time, you know, like you can get so many things in common and still feel completely isolated. Yeah. And so it's just, again, I mean, that's why he runs a veterans resource center um, to help student veterans feel like they are part of the university and a valued part and that, that what they, that their experience is important and, and should be part of our community and, and all that stuff and yeah. and I think that's that's so true here's awesome. where I would have like a veterans resource number to call if I was really prepared but that was so that was I'm glad you mentioned that because really I think I don't think this is a great movie but I think it's important to shed light on that issue even Agreed. in a mediocre movie
0: did yep. you get a sense from him, like, he didn't he hated it, but did he think it was a realistic depiction?
2: He certainly knew people who had that experience. Okay. Like, you know, I mean, Stop Loss really is a... And, and as they gave numbers at the end of the movie, it like, yep. really is something that...
1: I didn't know it was that bad. I like to be honest, like Yeah, exactly. It, that's crazy high. It was like, what, like 20, 30% or something. Like. Yeah,
2: I was, I was about to say impressed. It left an impression on me how many... Um, and then he also knew people who got out or were about to get out, and there was so much anxiety around that that they did re-enlist.
0: <sighs> One of my first notes in the movie was, is this movie going to be pro-war or anti-war? And I didn't really know, because it sort of felt like a little bit of like the hoorah, you yeah. know, like we're right? a bunch of guys over there, yeah. a bunch of buds. I can see it. I think it does show real camaraderie, but at the same time, like, it was very firmly like, I think it's pro-military, yes. but I think it's anti-government so I actually don't know if it has a commentary on war one or the other Mm -hmm. I think it's like you know I think
2: it's pro-soldier yes and I think in that late you know mid to late aughts we were getting to a place where people were better able to articulate that beyond a bumper sticker support our troops bring them home
1: yep yeah. Was
2: one that I saw a lot because of, you know, places that I've lived. But that was in earlier, closer to 9-11, I think that was harder to articulate. That if it was, if you were anti-war, then that meant you didn't support soldiers and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, this policy does, I I agreed with little Ryan Phillippe's, you know, it's so unfair. It's, it sounded, it it felt (sighs) heinous to me, and I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a military expert. It seems
1: shady. Yeah, it's it's the lying. It's a deception. Like, once you have, like, the okay, you're gonna come home now, and they're like, "Mm, just kidding, that really sucks.
2: Well, like, the day of, and so that part, I don't know that that was... Accurate. That it seemed to be more like you would get a letter. That might, yeah, that might be movie magic. The day you were yeah. turning in,
0: yeah, yeah, your
2: your belongings. I was surprised. Speaking of people's in and out, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character was going to get kicked out. Same at a at a time where we're bringing people back against their will. Would that have been accurate? And I don't know. I
1: I think if you get I in like legal trouble, I'm sure that he would probably get kicked out. But he was like, yeah. this was so sad that he's like the only kid that wants to go back. And he's the one getting thrown out, and everybody's like, "I right. want to come home." And yeah, right.
2: So I was like, "Do I have to? How many DUIs do I have to get before they kick me out?"
1: Yeah, it's like Catch Twenty Two. <laughs> that was my
2: thought. It was like, "Yeah, Ryan Philippi, go get a DUI." No, exactly. Really. That's we all we needed to do. We just- don't support drunk driving on this podcast.
1: We definitely don't. Mike Where's Manzi, Mike Manzi? doesn't. Where's Mike Manzi when we need him? That's just what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> but there was even a line where you know Ryan Philippi finds out that he's going back, and he says. He's got, like, his whole, like, you know, the definition of what stop loss is and w- when it can be enacted. It's only in times of war. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. the president said the war is over. And, like, that right. whole thing is just, like, yeah. that kind of sucks. Like, that they're saying to the public one thing, but uh, behind the scenes they're like, oh, no, no, you need to go back there. Like, you don't have a choice. So yeah. that's yeah.
2: shitty. That is something that has been commented on in many different mediums and, and again, some more successfully than others about that era in particular, I feel like. And maybe that was true of other eras as well, but Shady does come to mind when I think of the the early aughts
1: for sure. Yeah. There was much- a little... Go ahead.
2: I was just going to comment on on bald uh, Timothy Elephant. Who's that? He was... Uh, boots. Boots.
1: His oops,
0: his, oops. his chief, his yeah. the guy in charge. His sergeant,
2: oh, his lieutenant?
0: Okay. Yes, the guy from uh, Justify with a beautiful head of hair in Justified. Oh. Yeah. Um, him with a shaved head here is a very different look.
2: Just like known to be a handsome man.
0: Yes. Still and, a handsome uh, man in this movie. Still a
2: handsome man, but... Yeah, I... Um, well, I, real quick, um, speaking of him, I did, of course, it is my job to point out... I went from just being dizzy because of all the shakiness of the beginning to immediately a, a statutory rape joke so oh, yes funny. yeah so funny gotta make that sure that comes back later boys. too
1: it was really
0: casual everybody was like ha
1: ha she told
2: well, me then she the was one like... guy was like i don't know who she was i'm just like all right geez. and yeah. there's
0: also like in, i gross. thought another thing that you were gonna point out in the scene is that channing is being very respectful toward timothy oliphant and his buddy is like hey like why don't you keep sucking on his cigar or whatever the line mm-hmm. is like yes. oh being respectful is must mean that you're gay like i understand that that might be how military men talk but at the same time like i'm sure not all well like
2: any any group like that right any total institution like that is going to have their own culture and their own vernacular and and all that kind of stuff and i am confident that the joes talk differently to each other than to other people sure right i mean so there's that kind of yeah yeah, uh, french stage backstage kind of stuff and yeah and, and so that might You know be very true of that culture at that time and and I'm not trying to be the fun police but yeah those things do hit your ear and like okay was that necessary was that necessary to be part of it and and is that how people really talk and and are they think are they thinking about what they're implying and like probably not they're probably just talking
1: yeah because it's just such a hyper aggressive environment for them that I think like this stuff was all bound to come out like I'm sure that they actually toned it down for the movie because, like, mm. these guys are just, like, in war, all guys together for so yeah. long. And, like, now they're... And, and they were best friends forever. So, like, they've known each other since kids. I, th- I think that it's definitely what would have happened.
2: Speaking of all these guys, I'm interested in y'all because y'all are um, connoisseurs of Channing Tatum. Sure. With the three main, Channing Tatum, Ryan Philippe, and um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I can't, can't believe I forgot one of the jokes. It's okay. <laughs> For you, can you rank, because you love ranking, who is most believable in their part and who is least?
0: I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the standout in this movie. I think. Really? I think so.
1: I think Ryan Phillippe is actually like the most believable actor in the movie. I think Channing's character is probably the most based on real life, though. Hmm. He just seems like a jock that just wound up in the military and is like, I'm just going to do this, I could be kind of good at it, and like this is my life now. Yeah. So. Joseph Gordon Levitt plays a great role. Like it's not like he's bad.
0: I just think Ryan Phillippe has just way more to do so he's able to sort of like extend himself more you know what I mean like I don't think it's hard to he compare him to the other two yes okay because most of the movie to me feels sort of disjointed in that they want to keep checking in with the guys back home because the story eventually mm-hmm. gets back to them but it feels like every time we go back home they kind of have nothing going on and it sort of feels and I hate to say it because we, you know, we're watching this for Channing it sort of feels like it's kind of a waste of time because it doesn't feel to directly connect to the stop-loss story you know what I mean like it's like yeah. these are his squad mates Eventually, at the end, we find them all going off to war together. Joseph Gordon-Levitt kills himself. Like, all these different things, like, eventually bring everybody back together. But it feels like two very different stories in this movie. And I don't know that it necessarily works. And I wish that either there was, like, way more of Channing and Joseph Gordon-Levitt or way less. Because I feel like the balance that they had didn't work in terms of telling two stories.
1: Hmm. I think that it was just a, a vehicle to give you every outlet of this Like you get like the guy that wants to go back and can't go back, the guy that is gonna get stop lost and wants to fight it, and the guy that's like gonna get stop lost and he's like rolling with it.
2: I don't think Channing Tatum got stop lost. I think he was going to be done. I think he? they
1: strong armed him into it.
0: No, it's no, what I it mean like to me.
2: Absolutely, but that that to me is very different. So like, he was done that day.
0: He went back in because he. It it seemed to me he to to that he made a school. deal with Timothy Oliphant that like, yeah. If you don't kick Joseph Wintleb out of the military for a DUI, I'll take the sniper class. I'll go really? back. I'll be your sniper. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh. I don't think he was stop loss That I that was I think what made it so egregious too ryan philippe but i i disagree i did not believe ryan Philippy at all yeah i didn't believe his accent i didn't well believe the accent leadership goofy. none of us know what is going on inside people's relationships however like famously ryan Philippy had an affair with allegedly with abby cornish In oh really life? on the side of this movie yeah well, oh, I don't really? know if he said it's movie, but I believe so. And shortly thereafter, ended his marriage with Reese Witherspoon. And again, I don't know what goes on, right? I don't want to yeah. blame anybody for anything. I didn't
1: know anything about this. Go ahead.
2: But because I remember that happening, but not having seen the movie, my cruel intentions loving self yes. was just like, well, this was it. Really? Was this worth it, Ryan? Was it worth it? <laughs> and I also had just seen her in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri,
1: and Is that what she not, was in? I was trying to figure out where worst. I knew her from. So she's doing like, a bunch of part stuff. of
2: that, but she was wildly out of place there. So I. Who I does think she play I, in
0: that movie? I know she, she plays, plays Anne.
2: Woody Harrelson's wife.
0: Oh, oh! But she
2: keeps her accent, or or oh. didn't attempt to not have it. So it's like, why does Woody have this very young, Australian question mark wife? Anyway, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to um, disparage her. I think she did great in this movie. But I watched it with, like, oh, this is, this is where Ryan's marriage ended. Uh, oh. So that could be part of it. But yeah. I agree. I mean, I think Joseph is always amazing. I think he was better than this part.
0: Yes. I don't um, think he had much to do. It was a very small part exactly. for
2: Exactly. I think he did more with it than was on the page. Probably. And I, think, I can see that. And I, it's like Three Bears. I think, like you said, Channing's probably was the most true to life. And fit nicely. Like, like you all know, you've watched the movies. You put him in anything, he looks good, right? But you put him in a <laughs> yes. uniform, and it looks like it fits. You put they put him they in,
1: put him in <laughs> lots of uniforms. Chaps,
2: and it looks like he fits, right? Yep. So
1: He's very uniform now that you say that. A lot of movies, yeah. he's, he's, like, in some type of get-up. Like, be exactly. it a basketball uniform, or a motocross mm-hmm. jacket. Or a like,
2: sailor outfit, once you get to the um, Coen brothers. Yeah. So, so I think Three Bears style... I didn't believe Ryan. I believed Joe, but I believed him doing more than his character. And then I felt like Channing was happily in the middle, I could see him I could see this leading to something else for him maybe because of that, because um, it did sort of fit his, it was it was very much in his wheelhouse.
0: While we're talking about Abby Cornish, actually this is a little two-fold thing, two things you mentioned I want to link together. So number one, uh, Mike and I just talked about a couple of weeks ago for Watch the Throne, the Charlie Theron podcast, Snow mm-hmm. White and the Huntsman, which mm. famously there, Kristen Stewart had an affair with yep. the director, Ooh. and yep. that that's what husband. ended... Her relationship with Robert Pattinson.
2: And his relationship with his wife.
0: Yes. Sorry
2: to yell at you there.
0: And also, neither of them return for the sequel because there was such drama there. There's another movie we did. Ugh. I like the spicy behind the scenes movie drama. It's getting me all hot.
2: I shouldn't drink scotch while I record podcasts, I
0: guess. <laughs> or, get to. you should only watch <laughs> scotch. Tobin and I were just on an episode of High School Slumber Party, which will come out sometime this month in September, about cool. the Last Hi. Picture Show. Mm. And the Last Picture Show is a very, very good movie. It's from the seventies, and Sybil mm-hmm. Shepard's first film role. And Sybil Shepard, in that movie uh, broke up a marriage with the director, and also uh, had an affair with an actor too. There was, there's a lot going on. This happens, I, I guess. Cybill a lot. I didn't know Sybil Shepard
1: had this like reputation, but I, I found yes, it out during did. the like the roast of Bruce mm-hmm. Willis. Like everybody was just like, "Hey, Sybil," and they would just make like these aggressive jokes at her
2: well because of moonlighting yeah I, but, I just had young. no
1: concept of like her history but like apparently everybody else did so
2: i just want to be very clear i did not ever use the verbiage um broke up the marriage of just to be clear because again okay. we don't know what's going on inside and i don't nah, want to put yeah. that... it's all
0: imdb trivia as far as i know
2: But even if it's true in quotes, I don't want to put that on one person, right? There is multiple people involved, Uh, and so we don't know what goes on inside.
0: The less, uh... Scandalous scandalous element that I want to discuss is that in this movie, a little bit looks, but also very heavily mannerisms. Abby Cornish reminded me so much of Charlize Theron. It was insane.
1: Wow. I saw Charlize in some scenes and I saw Bree Larson in others. I scenes.
0: I wrote down Bree Larson too. Like she yep. kinda looks like Bree Larson. they're okay. like, playing Pool. Yep. Looks like Bree Larson.
1: Interesting.
0: Just the looks I and thought just the, the exact same. The scene, mannerisms, yep. Exactly. I was like, the same. oh my God.
2: I didn't get that, but I got an Another Tatum. I thought she looked like Cody no. What's her name? the Magic Mike woman who was I don't also know. Joey might know. Also in the office.
0: Cody Horn. Cody
2: Horn from Magic Mike. So are you are you going chronologically?
0: Yeah. We are, yes. Okay. So we have okay. not gotten a Magic Mike yet. I mean we did Magic Mike for Cinemakers.
2: I think if Charlie's and Cody Horn had a baby, it would be Abby Cornish in this movie. But I did get I did get some Charlie's um, I think some of the the roughness. And the um, swagger was very Charlees Oh. And I'm Charlize-y. saying this in compliments. Again, I didn't have a huge problem with her performance in this. It's just, I just hated this movie so much.
1: We're, t- we're actually not doing too bad for how much I hated it too, so...
2: Okay, okay. We're doing good. The f- for me, part of the hating is just all the fighting. I just don't like, like, hand-to-hand combat. I mean, not to mention blowing people up in the beginning, yeah.
1: I don't like war movies. I don't like action movies with, like, mm-hmm. lots of fighting, so I'm with you on this. Like, it's not for me gore... I'm not. I was just a... going to
2: say, do you like gory movies? No. Because other Joe loves gory movies. I
1: know. I, it I has really to do. be very tasteful <laughs> f- gore for me. Like, you know, like Saw kind of stuff, maybe. Gross. And even then, that's where I would draw the... Like, it has to be, like, so fantastical that, like, my brain doesn't believe it could be true. Mm. That's the only way I accept it. But, like, this was, what, like, like, too real.
2: Like, 28 Days Later? Or is that too... I don't know what you mean by real. Or, like, Japanese like, gore,
1: where it's, like, crazy, crazy blood. Yes! Okay, like, kill okay. Bill, like, you cut off a head, and it's just, like, okay. shoots gotcha. blood in the air. Like, I'm like, I'm totally fine with that. That's just... Where
2: you're kind of supposed to laugh.
1: Yeah, it just... You're just disconnected okay. from it. You know, it doesn't... Right. They're not trying to make it realistic. That's fine Sorry. by me.
0: One thing I made note of, I think this might be the first time Channing Tatum has killed someone on screen, and I, as far as I can yeah. tell, he has at least five kills in this movie. I think three Ooh, right. that we yeah. see, and another two yeah. off screen. Yeah, and then he
1: makes the aggressive, like, Ryan Phillippe comes back, and he he's trying to tell like this nice story about how you know he missed texas and channing tatum's like we kill him and mm-hmm. that's the end of it and i was like
0: oh, oh yes i wrote oh, that down what is it very... a... we're over there killing him in iraq so we don't have to kill him in texas
1: yeah and i was like jesus okay relax there and everybody was like well yeehaw and i'm Ugh. right i just got chills like no yeah
2: i wrote down um that you know ryan is very conflicted about his job and his role in i think both as a leader within his group, but also just more broadly, like he sort of sees the whole board a little bit more. Channing is not at all conflicted; just one.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's the, he he just he just out there to just kill. That's it. He just like <laughs> totally okay with it.
2: I think that some of that is just he has an aptitude for it and maybe he in other maybe it's areas his coping mechanism his life, you know. well and in other areas of life maybe he hasn't found that same aptitude so True. you know he is successful here and and it is so easily emotionally connected back to his home like you're protecting you protecting america and all the kind of all those things the the narratives that we tell here. ourselves and each other yeah. yeah that that i I think it makes complete sense that he would go all in on that yeah I then wonder you know the I don't want to see the sequel, but I'm interested in then what what really does happen to him later is I feel like be... the
1: sequel is the is what Shooter or whatever it is
2: with Ryan Phillippe
0: no with Mark Wahlberg okay no which Ryan one Phillippe's
2: what's the one TV where he comes back
1: it? where he comes back and he's just like real fucked up from it
0: that's most war movies I think
1: no Brad, American Bradley Sniper Cooper? oh American yeah. Sniper yeah. that's what I'm thinking I think that Channing comes back yeah. and just is American Sniper after that like Maybe. that's the next part that's of this That that is the sequel to this movie
2: That's a good bridge I like that But yeah No Ryan Philby Is in the Is the TV version Of Shooter
0: Oh Oh okay Okay Anyway So the uh, King's mom Is played by this actress Linda Emond, Who I'd never seen before But uh, Before like a month ago But she is now on Lodge 49 Which is the show What is it? on AMC right after Better Call Saul which is one of my it's probably my mm-hmm. favorite new show of summer Interesting. Um, I don't know what it's about yet because it hasn't really gotten to that yet through four episodes Okay. Uh, wow. but it's just like it's weird and wonderful and I recommend Lodge 49 I just wanted to cause it's just, like this movie took place ten, or it was filmed ten years ago and this woman looks the same so oh, she's cool. got great genetics uh, good for know. her man yeah absolutely
2: getting back to Channing yes were y'all so disappointed he didn't dance
0: didn't <sighs> dance but did fight and I did, did get shirtless I did I and did make a did note did cry that, what he did cry did he yeah, yeah. he cried which one is we'll
2: that a thing you count to
0: yes we count it for Zach oh, Efron we don't really count it for oh sorry Channing.
2: apologies
0: no, no it's, so it's fine
1: it's,
2: it's such an empire of podcasts that I'm getting the I'm well, getting the shtick confused
1: <laughs> we have the Hunkiverse, and yes and, and they gotcha. all kind of do dance and get shirtless and strip and cry and fight so it
0: may be expanding soon I don't know if uh, the new guy oh. does any of those things
1: I don't know either
0: Shit. That's a really. I don't. It's it's gonna Entried. be a learning experience. There's a lot of Dance. shirtless. There's
1: a lot of shirtless. Yeah. I know we're gonna get shirtless. I, I think we're gonna get fighting. We're gonna get a okay. lot of fighting. I don't know if we're gonna get crying or dancing. We'll find out. We'll find out.
0: I would love to see dancing.
1: I'd love, love to see dancing too. Singing. Singing will be nice.
0: We also have. I mean, in terms of chanting shirtless, one of the scariest in a in a in a way scene mm-hmm. is when Abby Cornish calls King over. And she's got the the black eye and Channing is in just his underwear in their front yard, digging up the ground with a shovel with a pistol in his hand because he's trying to basically hide from the Hodges.
1: This was like very, it made me uneasy because it felt like it could be real. I also didn't like how Texas it was that like nobody took the gun from him.
2: (laughs) And how military it was. Yeah, I mean, that's Texas and military, you're between the two, you're definitely not going to get the gun.
0: Well, like, later in the movie, Abby Cornish takes the gun from Ryan Phillippe, like, she, you know, takes Mm -hmm. the clip out, takes the the bullet out, but nobody, it is weird that nobody takes the the gun from Channing there, I agree. He's
1: clearly blackout drunk, digging a hole in his front yard, and everybody's like, look at this goofball. And
0: you're just like, Ugh, and also know. at the same time, Joseph Gordon-Levitt drunk drives into a pole in their front yard, and I guess it's like, we got to deal with this guy now. He's just like, oh, I don't know how I got here. I just woke up here. Like, dude, you were just driving. Okay, yeah, Texas.
2: Well, I mean, I wrote down they're they're breaking all the rules. They are right. Don't don't get in a fight with civilians don't get don't beat up women don't drive drunk i mean it was just it has to be hard
1: though they come home and they were just dealing with these authorities and they're trying to come back into normal life and like i think it's just like little kid like reaching out kind of thing they're just like just trying to do anything they can to deal and maybe get some attention about what happened not in like a like a trying to get attention kind of way but just like inherently like they want to break rules no, to But just, like, like a feel... cry for help sort of. Yeah, cry for help. More yeah. of a cry for I help, not like getting attention. Yeah.
2: I did um write down that I was upset with how they handled the domestic violence in this, that they didn't. Well in that Ryan Phillippe asks her about it and is immediately concerned and then the next thing he says is things to excuse it. Yeah. And so I didn't like that that coupling that, that like that's where it stood and then it was over. And then later you know they the guys bring it up when Ryan has a or I don't it comes back again of like how are you gonna explain the black eye well how are you gonna explain her black eye yeah and it but not an I don't know I just I really didn't like the the way that that coupled and I wish that maybe one of the parents because they made this whole thing about how Brandon King's parents loved the Abby Cornish character like a daughter like if one of them had said something and I'm not saying it needs to be like the movie then suddenly needs to be about that, but I would just like something other than I felt like the, the part he was concerned about was like suddenly uh, an opportunity. Well, yeah, but like also an opportunity for him to like flex his masculinity, like, Oh, I'm not going to let him do that to you kind of thing, but he's really under a lot of stress. So like none of it was about her. And that's what bothered me with how they, even in those two sentences addressed it.
1: I can agree. Yeah. (sighs) I just thought that they totally skimmed over it and I was just like yeah. we're just going to be totally okay with him beating her up like I know that he right. just came back from more but there's no excuses to just start hitting her for no reason one, So,
2: and clearly I mean that would not have been the only time that it happened yeah we know that these things escalate that these things click that was not the first time and it absolutely would not have been the last time and I would I would have appreciated someone to say something like that no one hits their partner once kind yeah. of thing. I mean unless then it's the relationship is dissolved. But like that is not a one time thing. And I, I wish that someone And he wasn't
1: anything. trying to get mental help about anything either. So it's not like he was no, going to change of overnight anymore.
2: but bit yeah. of the point is and I think especially at that time like we have come away I a little bit of a little bit of a little a long way but with addressing the need a for, for veterans of a those kind of mental health resources available and to have of holistic and comprehensive of and and we're not there we need to do so much better for these folks who have gone around the world 14 times and and done otherwise maybe horrific things to keep people safe Um, we need to do much better by them Um, and so I think it reflected the time in which it was depicting. That yeah. I think
0: the other problem is that this movie just tries to bite off more than it can chew. Like it but tries to address well. so many issues. It is. It's yeah. trying to solve
1: a lot of problems. I agree.
0: Even stuff that like isn't necessarily about problems, but like they have Channing, you know, we're watching for Channing. Like he's this like expert marksman and like even drunk, he like he, he sharpshoots all those different things. But then, that never comes back. Like, it, it comes Which back the, in that he goes back he to war.
1: Cyber. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know, but, like, it's still not, like, narrative. Like, it's not... We don't see it again. You know, it just feels like there's things that, oh, like... Oh,
2: like, they set things up that... Yeah, like, they don't flesh out
0: character of, things. They don't oh, gotcha. bring things back in a way that's sort of satisfying. Like, it's like, oh, he's really good at this. But, like, they said it already. We did not necessarily need to see it unless maybe he needs to shoot something to save somebody. You know what I mean? Like, sure. yeah. I don't know. But there, it just feels like there's... So, it's to me, doing so many Joey, things.
2: That's them not biting... That's them not taking bites.
0: Maybe. I just think that it's like a character trait that they're like, hey, here's a thing, but it's not going to be there in a satisfying way.
2: Gotcha. They just set things up and then don't yes. resolve them.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
2: I mean, yeah, any number of things we could say are not great about this movie.
1: <laughs> For sure.
2: But I think, Ch- I th- again, I think Channing did a good job. I think Channing, see, I thought you counted Channing crying because I was like, oh, here we go. He didn't dance, but he cried and he cried great. <laughs> that was a great scene between the two of them. Hey, we've seen him cry I before think.
1: so far, right, Joey?
0: Oh, uh, I think so. And also, We so. were talking about the crying at the funeral scene, right? In the graveyard?
2: Well, at the, uh, yeah, the fight. After the funeral, yes.
0: You know what that reminded me of, Joe? A uh,
1: dead ghost, ghost brother.
0: Yeah, with Dave Franco in military regalia.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot about that part of in
0: it. In Zach Efron movie, I don't know if you've seen it. Eisen, have you seen Charlie St. Cloud? I
1: have not.
0: Oh, it's real good. It's very oh, good. Yeah. There's a lot of things that play there, but like that's it's like it's way less serious. But there's very Charlie emotional St. Scenes. Cloud is
1: essentially a lifetime movie. It's so, yes, it's that's right that's at my, my alley.
0: There are emotional scenes in graveyards and mm. Dave Franco is like a ghost who shows up like the the ghost of you know Zach Efron's friend, spoiler, but he's there in full military garb in the graveyard. Just like there's a lot okay. there's a lot at play there. And like I think these movies came out probably within like a year or two of each other. So oh. you know, a lot of similarities. I thought there.
2: Charlie St Cloud was much more recent. But I don't I think
0: so. I wanna say, hold on, Charlie St. Cloud. Two thousand ten. Okay, so two years two years yeah, after this. Yeah, you're
2: close. I missed that one.
0: You should see it. But
2: I bet Dave Franco looks good in formal military regalia as He well. does.
1: He looks 15, but he does.
2: <laughs> That's okay. So there. if you look at how things skew, especially, again, if we're going early on. As autumn, long as he says he's 18. So young. <laughs> Excellent. I thought the flag scene. So I was talking about the crying with the with the fight where he like fully breaks down with Ryan, who like has wound his way back to... Texas, but when he's handing the flag over. By the to... way,
1: how the fuck did it take him three days to get out of Texas and like twenty minutes to get back to Texas?
2: Yeah, that is that was a question in my household as okay, well. Okay, good. Uh, so he's hands the flag over to a Meryl Streep daughter, right? Is he Joseph Gordon-Levitt's wife? And that is a Gummer, mm-hmm. Gummer, maybe. What's her last name? It look. Let me. Like we do all our research ahead of time here at. Mean oh the
0: <laughs> Gummers. Let's see here. Yeah. Stop. I don't know loss. which one.
2: Mamie or the other one? Mamie way. Gummer
0: as Jeannie. Yep.
2: So I didn't notice it in the bar, but I definitely noticed it in the funeral. And I thought uh, I thought that Channing convinced me in that scene. I thought that must have been the hardest sort of two sentences to say and, and keep it together because he was keeping it together for the formality of the situation. It did bring up something for me that has happened in real life and has bothered me. I was uh, aware of a funeral in my hometown, like tiny, tiny community where um, someone had committed suicide via gun Uh and was a veteran and they did the i think they did a three gun salute not a 21 gun salute because there are different reasons to do different ones okay why on earth would you do that to someone Uh, to someone's family yeah i
1: I agree that's when i heard the gunshots and i saw her keep flinching it made me really uneasy real
2: oh there she is i mean that's a very real thing that, that happens and i wonder if people can ask for it not but like when you get the full the full military funeral that you know the the honor of which he has you know he absolutely deserved and the the regalia and all that but like gosh that just seems tone deaf to
1: i agree due to someone yeah, so yeah, yeah great not the well, most well-played version of yeah. that so um
2: there was also one shot i really liked because there's so many things which one? i didn't so in the we're backtracking again or i am but um when they're in I don't know if it's a hanger, or the base, I guess, the hanger and the base, when the two first guys think that they're getting out and they're not, Ryan says to Joe, like, he has to get himself, he has to get his shit together, he smells like a brewery, and blah, 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 and yeah. and he walks away, and is, like, everyone's back is to him, and it becomes blurry, and he, like, disappears and gets, like, oh, that's just gordon It and then, like, no, it's not, it's just kind of a, a sea of people. And it was all blurry and and natural light. I really liked that.
1: Yeah, when he was turning his stuff in. I
2: hated how most of it was shot. I really intensely, be, as a car sick person, I intensely dislike the like Handycam? cam. But but it's not full. It's not full, Captain Phillips. No. It's like you're sort of watching a real movie. But we're going to remind you and just kind of bop around it. Like, I can't, I can't tell you how angry it made me. Yeah. It made me very angry. I just don't, like, I just, that's not a style I appreciate. And I, I, there are movies that are very, very jumpy or very, very handy that, like, I will take a Dramamine to watch. Like, I'll take a it Dramamine It felt unnecessary to here, too.
1: It didn't It didn't yeah. contribute anything, so that's why it, it was, like, whatever to me. I thought that they were showing us real footage of what happened, but it wasn't, so.
2: And in that scene, I get it. You know, that's part of setting a tone for their reality. But then for the rest of it, I was like, that is just... it. To me, it wasn't enough. Like, if it was fully, fully jumpy, then, like, that is a statement. But I didn't like the sort of half-assed dizziness.
0: The woman who directed this had written and directed Boys Don't Cry before, which I have never seen, but I think is pretty... I've never
1: seen either, yeah. She
2: directed it? Are you sure? Uh,
1: Yes,
0: she wrote and directed Boys Don't
2: Cry. Because I've heard her speak about things about Boys Don't Cry, and I totally agree with her, and I liked her a lot, so now I feel bad that I'm shitting on her in this movie so much. It's okay. um...
0: They can't all be winners. Yeah, you can. Yeah,
2: I I don't like this one.
0: I'm trying to see if there's anything else... In my notes about the movie, I mean, there's the stuff I don't really want to talk about it because it's so gruesome when they when they go to see Rodriguez in the hospital, yeah, and that is that was rough. rough. But that also, was you real know, bad. reality. Yeah.
2: I also, but I also didn't like the misogyny of that. Like, I can smell there's a woman here, and it's not the nurse. Yeah. Just that's just don't talk about humans that way.
0: Yeah. Like one thing that I think might contribute to why this movie is such a mess is that that the guy who co-wrote this with Kimberly Pierce. Estimated there were no fewer than 65 drafts of the script <laughs> and it was so I guess written up to the last minute that at one point Chan- uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt dislocated his shoulder on set while doing I think that like boxing early on where they wrapped the rubber around his arms yeah. and while he uh, was doing that like he dislocated his shoulder and so like they had like pause shooting for two weeks and they were still working on the script then like it just throughout the entire thing like just who oh boy Like, there's just a lot of revisions here, a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas, trying to figure out a way to convey them all. The movie is not short, but, like, it's only an hour fifty. Like, I feel like it's shorter than, like, it could have been. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see a longer version of this. But Mm-mm. it could have been 20 minutes or half an hour longer and would have, wouldn't have would have felt, like, wildly too long. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like it could have been longer. And the fact that it's under, like, whenever a movie's under two hours, I'm just sort of like, oh, okay.
2: It felt very long to me. I saw 152 and I was like, woo, okay, two hours, <laughs> here we go.
0: The only other notes that I have are that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Rob Brown, who plays... Oh, what's his name? The Friend? Booger,
2: maybe, or something? Boogie? The Friend, who was not in the military.
0: They were in Don John, which Shannon Tatum, I think, is also in. Um, And Tatum and Brown work together in Coach Carter. And then Tatum Mm -hmm. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt will come back for G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. They're also Mm -hmm. in Havoc together. And they'll also be in Comrade Detective together, which is a new Amazon series. That came out last year. So there's a lot of crossover here between a buddies. couple of the actors. They are
2: buddies. working together.
0: Yeah. Uh, Joe, do you have any other notes about Stop Loss before we you know, get on to the games and other segments part of the show?
1: Um, Yes. Just for us, I want to um, point out my favorite part of the movie was how epic that Channing fight was. There was okay. like mid-air tackles in a graveyard. Yeah. Very dangerous place to wrestle on the ground next to large rocks. So that was... Oh, yes
2: head injuries left. I
1: know. It was super risky. I was nervous about it. But well choreographed. Channing fight. They look very disheveled afterwards. Two thumbs up there. Just for Channing fighting. Just separate of the movie. So I was happy about that.
0: Isla, any other notes before we get onto our other stuff?
2: No, I think... You know, I'm dizzy, and I don't like it. Oh, yes, one thing. Okay. Just looking at that. I thought you were saying looking you're at- dizzy
1: now, and, and I was like, Are you okay? Are you okay?
2: <laughs> no, I'm good. Looking at Channing over the course of a career. Yes. That man flips closed a cell phone like a champ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he has, he has a little hood in him. You know what he, I mean? I think he flipped closed cell phones before.
2: Well, and he did in She's the Man. That is an iconic, oh. like... Yeah. Well actually he flips it open, but then he flips it shut too. The minute he flipped that phone shut, I was immediately back in She's the Man and much happier.
0: <laughs> oh in, in the in the in the workout room, right, where he's uh yes. on the most awkward yeah, when he's talking to Amanda Bynes. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Oh yeah, I that's right. It. I forgot about um,
2: that. Yeah, that's the last thing I have to say, but I, I, I did bring a game, I don't want to impose.
0: We're definitely going to play your game. Let's play your game in a little bit. We're going to do a couple things that we play every week here, every month cool. here, and then we'll do we'll we'll bring your game in in a little bit. Is that okay? Cool, and
1: they might be some new games. You might not have played these on Too Fast Too Forever, because I know... These are all be...
0: very new games.
1: Yeah, cool. Sounds
2: sounds great. Also, you can edit it and make the games go in whatever order you want, friend. I sure
0: can. So <laughs> what we're going to do first is the trailer game. It's not really a, a game per se, Aislinn, but we're going to watch the trailer to stop loss... And we're going to talk over it, do like a a director's commentary on it.
1: Yeah, live commentary on the trailer.
2: Like a Riff tracks on the trailer.
1: Exactly. So I
0: googled Stop Loss Trailer. This is from YouTube Movies or Paramount Movies. Uh, Mm 730,000 views. I was going to put it into the chat for you. If you want to click play, let it buffer a little bit. Let me know when you're ready. Are we ready? Ready. All right. Three, two, one, play.
1: Let the body sit the floor floor is an interesting choice. MTV Films,
0: just like... We are your friends.
2: It's a very, um... Military. <laughs> yeah, but thing. still, it's like... Uh,
0: yeah, but I mean that's...
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. RPGs, lots of gunfighting.
0: You fought for America. This
2: oh makes... So,
0: I wonder if the MTV Films thing is why they did such a, like... Handy cam music yeah. videos type type thing. You know what I'm I mean? Like, this,
2: this trailer rocks harder than the movie does. It really does. Sure. Oh, now,
0: now we're going to the softer side.
2: Okay. There, we're juxtaposing here. Yes. Not me. I'm getting out
0: it's too. getting stop lost.
1: Oh, so they already give you like the mind. whole. You know, turning point of the movie. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. You know what the movie is about based on the title.
0: You know, one thing I was. Oh, uh, you'll find out that we didn't. <laughs> at least oh, one okay. thing. One thing I was happy about in the closing credits is I, I found out how to spell the past tense of stop lost. L O S <laughs> S E D. I didn't know if it was L O S T. I didn't know if it was like an attorney's general situation where you'd be like stopped loss. But stop lost, L O so. S S E D.
1: Yeah, Joseph Gordon Lovett is great in this. He looks great. From the He's directors so of Boys Don't Cry. There you go.
2: Have you seen the?
1: Sorry, I'll do it
0: later. No, it's fine. You can talk about it now. Hugs.
1: I can't go another year There's your chanting in a uniform too. Was there a beach scene? Did I miss the beach scene? I don't
0: remember a beach scene. Maybe I missed it too, or maybe they cut it out.
1: Maybe. Nothing we did over there bothers
0: you at all. Crying and crying and bothers
2: me so hard.
1: Channing crying in the trailer, I loved it. Sir, I've always done the right thing. A lot of
0: real Texas boys and as well.
2: And he doesn't see the senator, does he?
1: No, he never goes to see him.
2: No, the senator won't see him. Yeah, I don't like it when they do that. I'm not going back.
0: Same. I'm fighting this thing. Well, this is why you know I, I'm firmly on team no trailer, and I've sort of converted Joe Same. and Mike Same. a little bit because mm-hmm. like either trailers give things away or. I know real bad, Nick Jenkins is very upset when trailers mislead you like you're waiting for things to happen in movies. So, victim here.
1: I wonder if Maximum Joseph had anything to do with this movie.
2: I am... Okay, I know that that... I have heard that that um, movie is terrible.
1: What movie?
2: We Are Your Friends. Oh, it's amazing. It's excellent. Okay, but I'm a big Max Joseph fan as a human.
1: Well, then you'll really love it.
2: I enjoy The Silver Fox...
1: And he's so snarky. I him. love him.
2: But also, no, but it's like the humanity of him I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, he seems like a really good guy too, but he's just like, in, right? on Catfish, he's super snarky and I love it. That's like my See, favorite See,
2: and part. I have the opposite. And I don't, I hate admitting that I've watched any episodes of Catfish, but Neve drives me crazy.
1: I just got into a really, really bad Twitter fight with Neve's wife the other day. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not a, a joke. Favorite,
2: that's the favorite sentence that I've heard this week. Neve's wife what?
1: got really mad at me because i tweeted hey mtv's catfish stop trying to make neve's wife a thing because they're trying to like Mm. add her on as the third as like the co-host because max is about to leave and she got well it's about to be over no they're gonna continue season
2: oh okay I heard it was the final season and then there were all the allegations uh, about um yeah yeah
1: they're just like trying to continue on and they keep like trying to bring in Neve's wife as like a- a- they're like oh Max isn't here so Neve's wife is going to be here Max isn't here Neve's wife is going to be here and I was just like she's really annoying to me and I was like can you mm-hmm. please stop trying to make her a thing cuz she's like overly caring about the people this and is a she like, huge responded tangent.
0: to the tweet like why would you respond
1: yeah she responded to the tweet and everybody was like don't listen to him, Laura, we love you. And I was like, oh, no, I just think she sucks as a host. Like, it has nothing to do with, like, her as a person or anything like that. Like, she's just Right, but I mean, kid.
2: that's Twitter, though, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: but they were like, they were like, no, Laura, like... You're the best, and I was like, no, she's really not. She's just... and then, like some other people were like, yeah, she kind of sucks. I was like, yeah. yeah, just like I'm sure she's a dope person in real life. I just said she sucks as a, as a catfish host, and she got <laughs> really offended by it. But then I found out that she was pregnant, and she was like, yeah. So she, I think she's just really upset with okay. me.
2: Okay. Well, number one, let's not bring her pregnancy into anything. But
1: um, <laughs> well, she said she was stressed about her pregnancy later. Uh, okay. That's all I'm okay. saying.
2: So I'm, she said it. Obviously, I'm on your podcast, I'm on your side. <laughs> but I would get offended if you tweeted that I was a terrible host of
1: the contenders would you read it i don't even think people like this read that shit i i didn't even say that i I wouldn't
2: read it because i hate twitter but
1: i said literally i said catfish stop trying to make laura a thing yeah that was it well i
2: mean i'm glad you you know you you were provocative and you started a conversation which as i understand i was trying to start a riot
1: anyways yeah that's
2: there you go yeah you know i i don't watch it anymore because i I always thought neve was creepster and i feel like well you were right i know he (laughs) is i feel like max it is my personality of like just trying to get to the bottom of it like why did you do this okay I love reunion shows for reality TV I will watch a reunion show of a show I have not watched because to me it's so satisfying for someone to be like well you said this and I said this and like no that didn't happen let's go to the tape the accountability that we're missing like in our culture I feel like you get at a reunion show (laughs) and that's what I feel like Max was always looking for was was that accountability and that's i think that's why i enjoy him i don't want to say enjoy him on that show because i i can't watch very much of it it's like it's like black licorice brain i love mush. it <laughs> but i don't want very much of it at a time
0: yeah oh and much like black licorice i can't stand either of them although i've never <laughs> given catfish a shot so but I, yeah I, you shouldn't fine. but I, lo-
2: I like max i like max a lot that was a good game I was going to ask, just because Joseph Gordon-Levitt is is amazing. Have you all seen The Lookout?
0: No. Yes. I I saw The Lookout because Tobin loves The Lookout. And so...
2: That's so weird because Tobin and I have never talked about it. Oh, really? He loves The Lookout. We must independent... Well, he loves Brick. And he showed Brick to me.
1: I do love Brick. I love Brick, though.
2: But I didn't know he loved The Lookout. That's so funny. I'm pretty sure. to talk about that. Ask him about it. I have a... One of my best friends works... Or worked with uh, folks uh, who have traumatic brain injuries. And so I really liked that it was highlighting the challenges but also like how you know you can function as a person in society with, you know, living with a traumatic brain injury. Yeah. And I'll watch Jeff Daniels do anything.
0: All right, the next game is the Google game. There's only one answer here today. So what we're going to do, Island, (laughs) you don't have to do anything. I'm going to Google Stop Lost Channing Tatum (laughs) and you and Joe are going to try to guess the autocompletes. Uniform. There's only one. It's not uniform. Uh, Age. No, but age was Joe's guess on Zack Attack the entire run of Zack Attack. So long. Because he wanted to find out when women were like, is it still okay for me to find him attractive in this movie because we went forward on the to backward yes
2: 17 again
0: yes exactly that is was, he of age was in that when movie it
2: was, yeah and also is it creepy because he's playing 17 but he's not i had some conflicting
0: thoughts feelings. about that one? and may you mm-hmm. please forever on call it now Zephantine again Zephantine again is the <laughs>
1: official title of that movie
2: <laughs> yes i absolutely will thank you for okay that. so
0: there's still there's still the one autocomplete not uniform war not war Troop, not troop. It's actually something that we've not talked about. There we go. Tattoo. Got Charity it. has oh. multiple tattoos in this movie. Yes. Yep. One across the back, one on the arm.
2: As does Joe.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes, I do. My tramp stamp's just still
0: healing.
2: I meant Joseph Gordon levitt uh. But
0: no, but we, we, we got, I don't know about you, Eisen, but you and uh, Joe and I got the tattoos from our Too Fast, Too Forever game.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to say, I have a healing tattoo. Oh, you do? But That's it's cool. not, it's not from, it's not from our Fast and the Furious game. But I did think Damn. about that. Whilst being tattooed.
0: There's always tomorrow.
2: That's true. I t- you know, touch-ups are free. I could just add a 2F, 2F to it. <laughs> yeah. If, how much money would
1: you give me? Ooh. None. Zero dollars. Okay. Because okay. I wouldn't want you to do that to yourself. I would never encourage okay. you to get a tattoo.
0: <laughs> On Twitter now, I, I own Joey Podcasts, at Joey Podcasts, because that's what Island yeah, calls me. And she said, how much of that revenue... You're just about us giving you money. I also want to point out that Iceland thought... <laughs> this is super kind of you, that my full-time job was podcasts, that oh, I made awesome. a living from podcasts. I would love, like, that is the future I would love, but no, that is not, I have not earned a single penny from podcast yet. Still a pipe dream for the future. Yes. Next game, Aizen, we're going to do two more games, and then we're going to do your oh, game. Actually, we're going to do one that more that game You're like, your like
2: game. a whole fucking carnival.
0: I know. Are. These are all, they're all little games, but yeah, they're, they're all, quick. so Aizen, do you know the uh, film site Letterboxd? Has Tobin talked about Letterboxd? Do you know about Letterboxd? Oh, yeah. So Letterboxd yep. is the social media site for films. For comparison's sake, Mad Max Fury Road. So as, here's a preface. These games okay. are impossible. So if you feel like I'm you're fine. out of your depth here, you're not alone. You can pass, like these are, but it,
1: it's hard. It's a hard one.
0: And again, no wrong you know, answer. I've, so,
2: I've had I've had tests harder than this. So. I'm sure
0: you okay. have, I promise. So for reference's sake, Mad Max Fury Road, one of, if not the most popular film on Letterboxd, has been seen by... 262,000 people. 262, 262, 262,000. How many people on Letterboxd have seen Stop Loss, a film that came out 10 years ago in 2008?
2: 17,000.
1: Oh, I was going to go 27.
0: Lower than both of those.
2: Oh, so prices, right? Rules, we both lose. Yes, yes,
0: but we're gonna basically we do like three rounds if 13, nobody's actually super close. Okay. Thirteen five. Thirteen thousand five hundred mm-hmm. Island? Nine
2: thousand.
0: Lower than both again. <laughs> oh damn. Uh fifty eight hundred.
2: Four people.
0: Price is right rules, Island wins. Nineteen sixty six. You wow. were the 2,000 people to see this movie. Not very popular.
1: No, that's very low. I thought that the cast would pull us through. You know, you got yeah. JGL, you got Ryan um, Phillippe, you got Channing. I thought that the cast would have brought us up. Oh, man. Okay. 1966.
0: So, yes. Average rating of 2.9 out of 5 stars. So, okay. not terrible. It's, like, it's sort of like, I feel like in that th- round three, is just sort of like, it's a movie. Man. I saw the movie.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: How many people out of those 1966? put this in their top four films of all time oh god this oh, is
1: hard 200 no it's gonna be way lower i'm gonna go 17
0: lower than both
2: five
1: um three.
0: Zero people have put it in their <laughs> top four no one really loves this movie so as on the next game that we normally play is we take one of those people put it in their top four we look at their have top we four ever films. Had zero i feel like maybe but what i'm gonna do now instead of that because that doesn't exist yeah There are 10 people on Letterboxd who have given it 5 out of 5 stars.
1: Okay. Hmm. Pick one.
0: Five of those people have pictures. Okay. I'm going to pick one right now. This one person gave it 5 out of 5 stars has given out of the 1500 reviews that he or she has written at uh, of 1500 ratings, 23 percent are five stars. so this person loves a lot of movies.
1: Yeah must be like foreign like must be like a foreign language movie enjoyer I feel like well they this person love is from France movies. so I, I maybe, was right. there you go. Yeah. There you it go. seems like a lot of like the foreign movie people just like love Hollywood, you know what I yeah. mean so it's just like a very like excitable rating system.
0: Top four films. One was from this year. Okay. One is a movie that has nothing to do with this movie we're talking about now, but we've mentioned on this podcast. Oh. Uh, okay. One is the, the, the documentary Cobain Montage of Heck, which we're never going to get. Nope. And then one is a big cult action movie from the 90s. Mission Impossible. Cult action movie.
1: Cult action? Matrix. That's still mainstream. Ah. Oh.
0: A very popular sort of action movie, but more sort of sci-fi fantasy movie from this year. Any guesses?
1: Uh, Blade Runner.
0: No, this year. Not last year.
1: I don't know the years it's... Uh,
2: so. uh, uh, Black Panther?
0: No. Sci-fi. Not Marvel. None of these are Marvel, which is... Okay. John Ray Wick. Short. No, not, that's also not this year. It's based on the book. Mike Manzi Doesn't. hates this movie. I really liked it. I don't know.
2: Oh, is it the Stephen King one?
0: It? No. No, the other one. It's based on the book by Ernest Klein, Ernie Klein. I don't know.
1: It means nothing to me.
0: Ready Player One. Oh.
2: Oh, you play- liked it?
0: I did really like it.
2: I thought it was okay, fun. It's a, it's another conversation I guess. It's
0: another. Yeah. I don't think I don't know if it's good but I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah. Number 1 is a movie that we have talked about on this podcast that we also just recorded another podcast for a couple weeks ago for a different podcast. We we, we did. mentioned Me up, and you. we mentioned we mentioned this on every episode Joe. Full Fiction. No.
1: Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, okay. (laughs) I wasn't on Mad Max. You said
0: we, and I was like... Yeah, we as in the network. Not not everything is about you. Everything is about me. And finally, lastly, the cult movie from the 90s, Starship Troopers. Sort of a a, a fan favorite. Not a huge movie, but a fan favorite movie. Yeah, it makes sense. That was a tough one. It was a tough one, but you know, what can we do? Okay, before we get on to the last few things, Eisen, why don't we plug your game in right now? Plug it in? You can blow in in, it first
1: blow in the cartridge first.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought you were breathalizing me.
0: No. 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 I was just... We're saying. not going to kick you out because you, did a, you got a DUI. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I would not tr- drive drunk. Thank you very much.
0: Mike Manzi okay. would approve.
2: <laughs> We've talked a lot about the casting of this movie. Yes. yes. I think it was really important in this threesome, if you will, of hmm. um, soldiers that, that know each other and love each other and and have had these intense experiences together. Over the weekend, it was National Dog Day. Yes. Okay. So, I have a list of um, 15 popular dog breeds in the United States, and I would like both of you to recast the three main players as dogs, as do- different dog breeds, based on my list. And I will pick which one I deem to be correct.
1: Okay. Oh, so okay.
2: So, I will copy this list. Can and I just go from dog
1: to... breeds from my head? Um, do, or do no. I have to use the 15?
2: You have to use because this is America. Okay. And it's. it's <laughs> this about... is America. So this is um, based on American Kennel Club's um, top 20 dog breeds. I put it down to 15.
1: How'd you cut the last five out? Did you just cut the bottom off or did you pick and choose or what?
2: Um, Mostly the bottom, but I felt like there were some um, types of dogs that were already represented. Okay. I would like you each to recast and I will tell you who won. I'm
0: going to say right here, not a big dog person, don't know a lot about dogs. Oh,
1: then let me go first.
0: I want to do one first because I Googled one thing. I Googled saddest dog.
2: You have to Google dogs? I Googled
0: saddest saddest dog. dog, And it was this Labrador named Lana who is real sad looking.
1: So you're going to go, who's the Labrador then?
0: Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the world's saddest dog. Okay. Look how sad this dog is. Looks like a French French mime. That's how sad this dog Aww.
1: is. It looks that's like not a, a labrador, purple, not though. a labrador. Yeah, that's, that's
0: definitely not a labrador. At it all, says okay. it is a labrador mix. The saddest dog in the world. So I'm saying labrador, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, because he is just sad and lost and alone and scared in this world. Okay.
2: Okay. What about the other two?
0: Uh, I'm gonna let Joe go because he's got his other things. Let me figure out what I want to cast. Channing. Okay. And Can I do all three Ryan of mine? 34. Is that what go you want me to do? Yes. Please do. Bulldog, obviously
1: Ryan. He's like, okay. leader strong. That's what he's doing. Hmm, now I think these could be interchangeable. Channing, I'm going to go German Shepherd. Pretty German obedient. Shepard, a, big, a big
0: big war dog. Mm-hmm. Pretty
1: obedient. Follows, follows orders kind of thing. Joseph Gordon, love it. I was going to go Pomeranian, but it's not on this list. So <laughs> I'm going to
2: go... I mean, you got Miniature Schnauzer.
1: Yeah this the small part you got Yorkie don't size him for me don't don't size him. I
2: thought that was the small was what you
1: wanted no I wasn't going for that I was going oh, for okay. he wanted that's right so think. then I wanted to say like not in Joey's sense of Labrador but Labrador for like a dog that's is seeking approval and attention like that mm. that's what I was thinking of it because Pomeranians are fucking needy too
2: so Bulldog, Shepherd, and Pomeranian. Yes, that is a that is a.
1: are well, you're you're, you're a, allowing Pomeranian? You said no. You said. I mean, it doesn't matter.
2: I'll allow Pomeranian because you had really strong reasons for it. I'm not going to stifle your creativity. You like my yeah?
1: Them. This is what when, when I pictured them in my head. This is what I had. Nice. I like you know, it.
0: I like German Shepherd because it is a very, like I was saying, you know, very military. You know, that, that movie Max is about a German Shepherd, I think, right? So. Mm-hmm.
1: I like German Shepherds. There's a German Shepherd, like, uh, near us. There's a place called Old Post Shepherds, and they just breed German Shepherds, and they're so pretty. And I really want a German Shepherd. I think they're really cool.
0: Okay, so I have Labrador it. for Jessica Gordon-Levitt because he is the saddest Yes. Dog. Mm-hmm. For Channing, I'm going to do Siberian Husky for two reasons. Okay. Number one, long snout, sort of like a sharpshooter. Mm. Number two, from Google, with proper training... They make great home pets and sled dogs. And I feel like, Husker's in this movie, cool. character, with proper training, Shannon can be a good old boy. He's just hes just sort of a wild dog right now. True.
1: Okay, fair. I like it.
0: And now, we're looking for Ryan Philippi. Don't, I don't know how you're so struck with all the dog breeds. Because I don't really know dog breeds. Sad. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, I'm sad about that, too. Now now I'm the saddest dog.
0: I'm going to say Ryan Phillippe is a beagle. Okay. Yeah. Just because... He just sort of dog. feels, he kind of feels like he's kind of got that, like, that lost look in his eyes maybe a little bit. You know, he's, he's kind of a hunter. He's, he's hunting for the truth. He's hunting for equality oh. and fairness. Oh, I and like it. That's, that's what I'm going with. So I got Beagle, Labrador, Siberian Husky.
1: Aislinn, well, I want to know what your um, choices were. Well, I,
2: as I was thinking about it earlier, I had Channing as a Labrador because there is something of a, like, puppy dog eyes... Like just a goofy bluest, yellow lab. The
1: bluest blue eyes.
2: Yeah, so he can be like super goofy. Okay. And yet an excellent athlete, very trainable. I see it. You know, I think fierce if they are yeah. told to be. Um, so yeah, so I saw him as a Labrador, and then I <laughs> I do see um Joe as and when I say miniature schnauzer, it's because giant schnauzers, like the original, if you will, schnauzers, are Police dogs in Eastern Europe. Yes. Right? Yeah. So this is a small version of that. So there's still, there's some tenacity and there's still a like big dog attitude sure. in a small dog body. I like yeah. it. But I think like too clever for their own good and gets in their own way. Yeah. And so I had that for Joe and I had a real problem with Ryan. I was sort of leaning toward German Shepherd for him because he's a leader. leader yep. Has uh, skills. Arguably, I think he is smarter than the Labrador. But both trainable. They're both trainable. Okay. But like German Shepherd smarter. Yeah. Is my perception now the Labrador lovers of the world can tweet me all they want? But so I had Labrador, German Shepherd, and
0: Miniature Schnauzer.
1: That's all a good.
0: That's a good lineup too.
2: And I think we're all winners because when there's dogs involved, everybody.
0: Yay! Yay! Did we have a name for that game, or it's just the dog game, or which dog are
1: you? Life is a dog. All dogs go to heaven.
2: Casting your best friend.
1: Aw. Okay.
0: Well our next game, Iceland, has a title. Tuesdays, Tuesdays with puppies. The next game is called Fire <laughs> Ass Titles. Oh. So Fire this ass originated titles. on Zack Attack. This is a name that was inspired by uh, one of our fans, Jess. one of our friends, Jess Montez. Montez. She said that high school musical has the most bland generic name possible. It is exactly what that movie is. It is a musical mm. set in high school. Yeah. How sure? would you if you were renaming stop loss, which has a, it's pretty dead on. It's pretty yeah, I'll dead be on. Honest. How would you rename stop loss to be even more like High School Musical, but about oh, this gosh. movie?
1: Shell shocked.
0: Back from war. Oh, the return. Mm. PTSD.
2: Where's is trauma?
1: Okay. War. What is it good for? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Say it again.
2: <laughs> Young veterans.
1: Ooh. Memorial Day. Hunting for Truth.
2: Fuck the President.
0: Ooh. Oh,
1: yeah. With there all due go. respect, we, we, sir. Like, we, do like, mm-hmm. we do like movie quotes in there, too. Good call. American Sniper.
0: This one's tough. Oh, I... wait.
1: <laughs> Soldier. Grave Wrestling. Ooh. The Red, White, and Blue. I was going to say Stars and Stripes next. Fuck. That's exactly where I was going with yeah, this. Yeah,
2: I'm proud to be an American.
0: Yeah. The Boys.
2: Ugh. I Don't Want to Go Back.
0: Oh. <laughs> The boys are back in town.
1: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: leave. Ooh, stay.
1: <laughs> I think that's it. All I right. think I think I got it. And st- <laughs> leave and good. stay was yep. like a, a one-two punch at the end.
0: That was go. that was the end we... of it. Yeah, that to that, be All it. Right. Okay, so yeah. our next game is uh, it's sort of a review. So every episode, Iceland, we. Look to the next movie. Look to the movie that we're doing next. Oh fuck! It's my favorite to guess game. Okay. What movie or what in that movie is going to happen where Channing going to strip, be shirtless, dance, and fight? But yeah, before hey. we do that, we're going to review last episode's guests for guesses, my guesses. for yeah. this movie. Last episode we had a guest on. We had Liam Underwood of the Nerd on Nerd podcast. So Liam said there's a scene where he wakes up shirtless. Did he?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe in the trunk. Yeah. He
0: did, uh, did you st- wake up on the wrong side of the tire? I did like that line. Yeah. So one point for Liam. He has to get dressed, although he does not get dressed in that scene. He just stays in his underwear the entire time.
1: Yeah. He pulls his pants out though. Okay.
0: There might even be a scene where he's either wooing a girl or trying to show off to some buddies, and he ends up ripping his shirt off. That doesn't happen. does Are happen. you not entertained? He says. And then I think <laughs> you asked where this is take place. He says either a bar or wherever his buddies hang out on the streets, which we talked about. Shining movies never in a bar this movie does take place in a bar so two points for Liam so far then he says someone's going to put on stop hammer time that's when the dancing (laughs) is going to start that's the stop part of the title maybe the girl he ends up wooing dies in a horrible car crash and he fights the person who's driving the other car that's the loss his girlfriend dies in a horrific car crash so the stop was MC Hammer the loss was the death of his girlfriend girlfriend does not uh-huh. die. He does lose his girlfriend though. So I'm gonna say two and a half points. And solid somebody just came into a car Liam. accident.
1: Joseph Gordon Lovett drives the car into two different things,
0: so. But it just has nothing to do with the gr- I mean, yes. Two and a half points at least. That's a solid showing from Liam.
1: Yeah, good job, Liam.
0: Joe, your guess was it's a movie about corporate America. And as I also told Joe, I'm like, I think this movie is about war in the military. Joe's like, cool, got it, corporate America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said the title's a <laughs> double entendre. It's also about those people who build dams in America. Now, the corporation oh, is great. ruining the dam builder's union. In the movie, Channing's a professional dam builder. He big ones, the Hoover, serious dams. <laughs> An engineer, but more of a grunt, he has to go build the dam. In the climax of the movie, the dam springs a leak. To stop it, Channing says, I'll be left behind. He has to hold the doors shut. He takes his shirt off and ties the doors closed to save women and children. He's got a dam builder friend, a coworker. they're eating lunch. The other builder calls Channing, and I apologize for using this word, calls Channing a bitch. He says, oh, eating cornflakes again, you bitch. They get into a scuffle. Uh, they get into a scuffle. <laughs> Channing wants to impress a girl, a bartender, another lo- local watering hole. So half a point for being in a bar there. Or we'll give yeah. you a full point because we gave Liam a full point. She's sure. very cute, but she asks him to go on a date. It's going to be a very formal dance. It shows the dichotomy of him as a union worker, but also as a ballroom dancer. He takes ballroom dancing lessons. That's I don't know right. about you, Eisen, but my favorite part was when Channing took ballroom dancing lessons in this movie. <laughs> I thought it was wonderful.
2: I thought, yeah, it was much more, going to be much more helpful than Sniper School.
0: So here are my guesses. And I'm going to say here, the fact that I called one of these things still blows my mind. It's a movie about war. There's a double entendre. It's about a wristwatch. I said, here's an idea. It's a story of Christopher Walken getting the wristwatch from young Bruce Willis's father in Pulp Fiction, just like USS Indianapolis is about the story Quint tells in Jaws. This is the story of Bruce Willis's father giving Walken the wristwatch in Vietnam. Wrong war? None of that's right. We open on two young men, buddies, they're in war. Half a point. Okay. They both have girls back home. Point. Half a point. That was a full point.
1: They both have girls back home?
0: Yeah. Just gordon oh, married, girl. gets kicked out, and Channing Tatum has a fiancé. Okay, okay. Bruce Willis's dad has a wife and a young Bruce Willis. So that's no kid, but whatever. They're still overseas. They're straight men, but in the throes of war, they have a tender moment. They strip, get shirtless, have sex. Channing Tatum as the young Christopher is a Christopher Walken part. Then I wrote, and this still eyes and blows my mind. Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays Bruce Willis's father. To me, that's like five points. Like that is an automatic win for this game, not for all time, but for this game. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the fact that I Kobe'd, the fact that he was in this movie, is mind blowing to me.
1: You probably read it. That's just fucking. I
0: swear I did not.
1: Uh, you, you Inception did in your brain somehow.
0: By Joseph Gordon-Levitt, because he's in Inception. Exactly. So, fine. I'll just take a point. Two and a half points. They have a tender moment of war. Enemy troops are closing in. They've always been friends, never been attracted, but they have this moment. It's tasteful. In that scene, they goof around and dance. The fighting scene is the whole movie. They're fighting Charlie. That's not right, either of those things. The next morning, we see Joseph they do or a name
1: for the. They do have like a slur name for the The they fighting
0: the haji yeah uh joseph one gets gunned down channing says joseph i love you do you have any messages you want me to tell your family he says take the watch later in the movie because it begins and ends with pulp fiction we know the watch that's the watch that he shows up his ass but we don't see it so me and Liam both of the solid showing joe i uh, the ballroom dancing scene was my favorite but you know just unfortunate mm. that didn't work out it in this movie
2: those were the worst mad lips i've ever heard
0: so the next movie we're doing on this podcast island is a movie called fighting from 2009 don't know what it is Joe's never seen it. Have you seen Fighting?
2: Absolutely not.
0: Okay, perfect. perfect. The three of us are all going to guess how Channing Tatum will strip, fight, be shirtless, and dance in a movie called Fighting. So, Island or Joe, who wants to go yeah, first?
2: I'm, re- I'm ready.
0: Okay. Good,
1: Island, you go first.
2: He's going to be shirtless the entire film.
0: Ooh,
1: okay. Whoa, I like that. I like it already.
2: Every time he starts a fight, he says to the other person... Hey, do you want to dance?
0: Ooh.
1: Because
2: oh. fighting and dancing are, you know, so similar. So it's like capoeira. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also like, yeah, Sexy come on, bro. Dance, you want to dance? Maybe. Like that's, that's a thing people yeah. say. I think. Yeah. So he's shirtless and he's, I mean, it's called fighting. So yeah. So obviously he's, I mean, he's a boxer in it. Okay. And he's also going to, this is not on your list, but he's also going to have tattoos. Okay. Like he did in Stop Loss. Okay. Fighting. Shirtless,
0: stripping, dancing,
2: stripping. Stripping's
0: difficult when he's when he's shirtless. The entire movie stripping's difficult.
2: But as a boxer, at the beginning of each fight, there's an element of stripping when they take off their the shiny little robe. Yep, okay, I feel it. So he's gonna take it off with a flourish. There's gonna be you know a little shoulders or a little leg or something. He's gonna bring up the anticipation for that. It's gonna okay. make that a show.
1: I get it. I see it. I am into it.
2: And those those are my criteria, right? Love it. Yep, you yep, got them you all. Know it. And you added the tattoos. I like the yes. shortlist.
1: The whole movie idea. That's a good one.
2: Inevitable crying when he gets hit in the nose. Okay. Because you you tear eyes up water. When you yeah, hit the eyes nose. Eyes water. Yeah, it's eyes water. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. This movie is called Fighting. Yep. But it's really about the International Beard Growing Championships.
0: Beard growing. Okay.
1: The fight is who, whoever is going to win having like the most epic mustache. In the movie. Channing is going to be shirtless because he's going to be trimming his beard. Okay. In the, like in the mirror, you know, to get ready for the championships. Yep. He is going to fight, but there's no, going to be no fisticuffs. It's going to be him fighting to comb out his beard because it's very naughty. Okay. Part of the beard competition is going to be the dance competition. Okay. We have to like dance with your beard. and And okay. um, that's when he'll be dancing. Of course. Stripping... He's going to do a striptease dance for the Beard um, dance portion.
0: Okay.
2: All right. That's a, a wild tale.
0: I'm going to say Fighting is a movie about growing up. It's, it's a coming-of-age tale? It's a coming-of-age tale. Okay. Uh, Channing's essentially been trapped in high school for most of his movies now. He's getting a little bit old. You know, he's not in high school, but he's still a young kid. And he's it's, it's about. Fighting f- to graduate? No, it's about fighting with his dad, verbally, okay. about becoming a man. Okay. About becoming his own man. His own man. That his dad owns an uh, Italian deli. Okay. Wants Channing to inherit, like, basically work at the deli to take over the family business because he wants to retire. And okay. Channing says, No, I have to go set up my own path. There's verbal fighting because he and his dad don't see eye to eye there. But there's also street fighting because I, I feel like this is sort of a spiritual sequel to Ragazzi, to A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. Like, I feel like it's sort of. It makes sense. Back in time, Italians. You know, he's just fighting street kids on the street. You know, bare knuckle fist fighting. So he's a boxer of sorts, like like Aislinn says in her, in her movie. You know, these it's 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 sort of like the Rocky bare Five. Knuckle. If if Aislinn's movies are Rockies one through four and six and seven, mine's Rocky Five. No okay. boxing in the <laughs> ring, just boxing on the streets with Tommy the Machine Gun.
1: Step Up Boxing Edition. Basically,
0: okay. In one scene, when he's on the streets, uh, his shirt's gonna get ripped. He's gonna tear it off. So that's both shirtless and stripping. Yep. And dancing. Don't ask me why, but next to the deli is a laundromat, okay? And okay. in the laundromat, this is sort of a uh, a little bit of a plug, kind of, not plug, but a, a reference to the TV show Shameless, which I no longer watch, but in Shameless toward the end when they just ran out of things for the characters to do, Fiona, the Emmy Rossum character, bought a laundromat and converted it into like a cool sort of nightclub, also a laundromat, but for young people to go basically do their laundry at night drink, dance, whatever, and I think that there is that type of laundromat next door to the deli, and Shanning has a romance with a girl he meets there, and they slow dance, and there's like bubbles around, there's sort of like disco lighting. It's gotta take place in the 80s I guess. It's in the end of the movie when he realizes that what he wants is next door to where his dad's shop is, that he decides I'll follow in my father's footsteps because I found my own path it just happens to be the path that my dad wants as well. So Fair. it works out wow. in the end for everybody, I think.
1: I like it—the epic laundromat, beard-growing, street-fighting,
0: boxing movie.
1: Yeah, sounds perfect.
0: Clearly, we are all 100 percent. Right. Percent right, as usual, <laughs> e-
1: Iceland. We are all 100 percent right so far. Perfect.
0: Okay, so, yeah. so the last thing we have to do here, and this is not something we did on Too Fast Too Forever because that there's no really there's no beginning or end, but there is an end. To this podcast of sorts, when we catch up, but what we do, Aizen, is we nominate these movies for different awards. Um, so, do we want to nominate "Stop Loss" for either best film or worst film? I think it's somewhere just in the middle. No,
1: it's meh. I do want to nominate it for best fight scene for the grave fight.
0: Sure, okay. Uh, do we want to nominate it for best or worst Channing role, or no? Nope. Okay. Nope, somewhere in the middle. You might know, just realize "Step Up" and "Stop Loss" very similar in terms of spelling: S-T-Vowel-P. Oh graveyard wrestling okay most fun film definitely not definitely not wow. best song soundtrack no love story nah. no that it's not a best. it's not a best love story because they they break up their their engagement ends in this movie yeah Shannon does not dance uh shirt do we want to nominate the scene for best shirtless scene uh, waking up in the trunk of a car
1: i like that yeah I, i'll take that
0: okay
2: i just think about how that would the like how he would smell
0: oh horrible pretty
2: pretty awful So for me, that's not the shirtless chanting I want. There is, I mean,
0: we're sort of also in a way, not fully, but we're also kind of chronicling every shirtless instance. uh, Mm -hmm. Because when we did the, the reason we're doing this the way that we are is because when Joe and I did the Zach Attack Awards, we like had to remember like, did Zac Efron cry in this movie? And we're like, probably, but we want to really have like a, a living document that proved yeah. when Shannon was sure. shirtless Sure, I just, or I whatever.
2: just, I would not nominate it for my favorite shirtless. Is all I'm. Oh,
0: saying. I, no, that's that's totally fair. I, 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 I would agree with that. There yeah. is definitely, and again, like this is a category that like Magic Mike is still a movie that we're gonna watch. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's gonna be yeah. unfair competition coming up. Before too long. Oh, for sure. So we will get there. Best dripping scene, there's not one. Best fighting scene, we already did. Best gun scene, I think him dr- like hung over or drunk, still drunk. Yeah. Sniping those wedding gifts. Yeah.
1: Great gun scene. I agree. That's a good one. He seems to have a lot of guns in his movies, which is weird.
0: This is the fourth one. Dance battle, gun pulled on him and step up. He's posing for the rap video in Havoc. Woody Harrelson goes nuts. We're in Battle in Seattle. Now, the, le- the last thing do we want to nominate any men or women for best or worst non-Channing role? I do think Abby Cornish is pretty good in this movie.
1: I agree. I would add her
0: for sure.
2: I mean, I think we all talked about how great Joseph Gordon Levitt was. Sure.
0: True. We can throw him in there. Abby Cornish plays character named Michelle, of course. Michelle. Not even a last name, just Michelle. Uh, Joseph Gordon Lovett plays Tommy Burgess.
1: That's a cool name, Tommy Burgess.
0: Anybody else? I mean, no I don't think I don't think any of the actors are really bad in this movie. I think you know, I'm no. not super thrilled with The Ryan Phillippe part, that he's not necessarily great, but I don't think, this movie wasn't a movie that failed because of the actors. It was just sort of a a muddied, clumsy, overfilled script that tried to do too much.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that was rewritten 75 times. Yes.
0: Anything else of note in this movie, either good or bad, that we want to nominate it for? Otherwise, we have it for Best Shirtless Scene, Best Fighting Scene, Best Gun Scene, and then Best Non-Channing Role, Male and Female.
1: Works for me. That a, that's a good we, lineup.
2: You did great.
0: Iceland. of course, these awards will be called the Golden G-Strings, so make sure you tune in, in a couple of <laughs> years when we get to that. Since we last recorded this very podcast, we have recorded two episodes of Too Fast Too Forever, Two Forever. Two? A bonus episode. Two? Two? Too Fast, Too
1: Forever 2. Yes, yes. <laughs> Bonus episode
0: of Too Fast, Too Forever about I Am Paul Walker, the documentary on the Paramount Network. Which was really cool. Yeah. And we also did Too Fast, Too Furious Lap 2 with Brian Rodriguez of the High School Slumber Party podcast. Too Cubed. Who I think will be on, he will be on Dear John on this podcast in January. So cool. stick around in four months, he'll be here for that. We also did a Boyfriend Material episode four. What was the last one we did? The Place Beyond the Pines? God's Beyond the Pines? I think so. Yes, Gosby on the Pines, we did that for Boyfriend Material. By the time we record our next episode, Fighting, which is about boxing and beard competition and laundromats and delis, we will record the Ides of March for Boyfriend Material. We will Mm. record the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift with Chris Nico of the Now and Again podcast
1: here on the podcast network.
0: And then we'll be back here for Fighting. And maybe next month we'll have a special announcement about something coming up in the future. Just stay tuned for that. Also of note, since we have her on the podcast, Iceland, the last episode that came out since, mm-hmm. as we're recording spy. this, was Spy. But yes. the by the, the time this comes spy, out, please. there will be a new episode out. What's coming out as we're recording this next week, or as you're listening to this, Last week.
2: I was good until I listened to you talk, and then I got confused. What's the
0: movie after Spy?
2: The movie after Spy is um, Waitress.
0: Oh, yes.
2: So excited. Carrie Russell, Nathan Fillion, Ooh. who is my one true love, and I I look forward to that. It's uh, We're actually going to record that tomorrow Very in the exciting. world of we're podcasting today. It will come out. It should come out um, Tuesday, September 4th. Yep. And then the musical is touring. Two weeks later, we'll be in Portland near me, so it's going to be a waitress-filled September for some of us. Which
0: is cool. an adorable movie. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a wonderful movie with the it. darkest behind-the-scenes stories. Yeah, imagine. But so, cool. but
2: let's let's
0: don't not spoil. say anymore.
1: Yeah.
2: I'll watch. You it. have to go listen. You got to go listen yeah. to.
0: I'll watch it. And I'll listen to you guys. Contenders I'll... talk about it. And then, yeah. do you know what movies after Waitress? I do not. Well, come back. So, <laughs> this episode comes out on Tuesday, the 11th. Last week was Waitress. Next week, Mystery Movie. Who knows what mystery it'll be? Mystery
2: Movie. Listen to Waitress to find out.
0: Yes, Waitress is a movie that was on TV uh, maybe two months ago. And I texted Toby and I, and I was like, If you're not doing this one already, can I please do it with you? While I was sad that they already had a guest, I was happy that they were going to cover it. And not only cover it, but cover it soon because it is because I love Carrie Russell a lot. Like I don't I don't talk about my love of Carrie Russell, but you know, The Americans is one of the best shows that I've seen. Oh
2: my god, I love The Americans.
0: She's so
2: good in that. Yeah. She's so Good enough. She's
0: wonderful. Although I do feel, and I don't know what exactly it's called, but you know how she has like that, like, I guess it's like a beauty mark on her upper lip? Yes.
2: You know how, it like... It's distracting. It,
0: it is, it's a little distracting, but it's also like, it, it's what makes her her in, in a way. You know, the whole... Joe, so I don't know if you know the Americans, but she and her husband in the show, who's now her husband in real life, because they met on the show and, got, and fell in love and got married and had a baby. Cool.
2: Speaking of... In quotes, breaking up marriages. Yes,
0: Matthew Reese, who is in oh, he's in a very early movie or TV show with the guy that we're going to be doing next, which I was like, oh, a, a British thing. So I was like, oh, okay, cool, because
2: he's Welsh.
0: Yes, which when he's I hear very, him speak normally, Welsh. I'm just like, oh, huh, okay. It's just it's sort yeah. of like hearing McNulty speak because like you think of him as like a Baltimore yeah, exactly. cop, exactly. And then you're like, oh no, he's from the UK. In the Americans, uh, they play their are they're Russians who play are the Russian spies who live life as Americans to, you know, help the motherland. They all wear these different disguises, but like in every disguise, Carrie Russell has this beauty mark on her lip, and like that's not ever addressed like, oh, it's the most beautiful woman you've ever seen and by the way she also has this like this dot on her lip, which I always thought was kinda of funny, but yeah, one totally way of saying it. I love Carrie Russell and I'm excited to hear this waitress episode. So That's it.
2: Excellent. Well, I'm excited for y'all to hear it too. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Short. You'll be back in a couple months for Crazy Stupid Love, I think. Right? For boyfriend material. I will because
2: I have some feelings that we'll get into. Well,
1: I've never seen it. I want to hear all your feelings. (laughs) I want to feel your feelings. Oh, that's actually
0: next month as we're as we're releasing this in September. That's our October boyfriend material. So we've got one between now and then, and then I will be back on that podcast for Crazy Stupid Love. I'm everywhere. A movie. The only thing I know about that movie is that Emma Stone says to Ryan Gosling, it looks like your abs were photoshopped on, which, fair. True. Yeah. yeah true. Cool. Well, Ison, awesome, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for thank bringing you. the game, being a guest, bringing your expertise and your insight and helping us. And yourself.
1: And, and yourself, yourself.
0: And your, your delightful self and just helping us be, make this longer than like a 25 minute discussion about like, oh, just a bunch of boys, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's my fault it's this long.
0: No. All of our shows are this long. Yeah, it always
2: gives us all. Awesome. Well, yes, thank you so very much. It's always a pleasure. And um, I'll I'll talk to you all uh, for Crazy Stupid Love very
0: soon. So, for all things Magic Mics and Boyfriend Material and The Contenders and all of our other 19 shows on the podcast network, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at club pod on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, magicmics at cageclub.me. Let us email you. If you go to cageclub.me slash newsletter, sign up for our monthly newsletter digest. You missed the one for September, but October not that far away. Let us send you the best of the best of what the network has to offer. And, you know, just email us, like I said, email us and say hi. Just, you know, we love to hear that you're listening. We're going to get to movies Alive. that people have seen that people like sooner rather than later, but we're, we're sort of swimming through these early Channing movies that are a little, bit, a little bit rocky, a little bit up and down, but we know that the good stuff is coming, so just stick with us. We will be at Magic Mike and Stuff soon. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Island Addington of the Contenders podcast. And we'll see you next time right here for Fighting on Magic Mics.